Bush, we need to record the beginning of the podcast. What are you doing? Sorry, mate, I've got, I've got to change my trousers. <laughs> you can't... If you don't give us some context now and the podcast just starts, people will think awful things of you. And this is what's even weirder, right, is I, I did this on Twitter yesterday. I don't like my old jeans, so I've, I've put them in a carrier bag in the bin because they've ripped. <laughs> but I was worried that people in the office might have thought that I'd had, a, had a, like, trouble at work. <laughs> but um, now I've got to go and change my trousers. By telling that story, it's going to make people think even more that you have just had an accident. I can't confirm or deny, mate. That's it. This is the earliest departure of one of the Absolute Radio ferries to this weekend's Isle of Wight Festival, actually. The timetable's been a little bit later in the show recently. It's been lovely to see all the ferries of all the different stations set off and go on their merry way. Yes, many have departed. There are a few left to go. You could be on one of them. It's the Absolute 80s ferry that is heading off today. That's a fun ferry. It is a fun ferry. Just to say, been looking at the tide times and the weather for this weekend. It's looking great, so if you want to come join us... This is the perfect chance. There's the horn. Ferry's ready to go. All right, we're, we're doing it. We're doing it, mate. <laughs> captain's so impatient. <laughs> so, look, there's an 80s track playing. As the ferry leaves, I'm sure the captain's going to fire his horn again. Some of the lyrics will get obscured. You need to tell us what would have been sung underneath the horn. It's always tease, tease, tease. You're happy when I'm on my... <laughs> the best so far. Nice nails are, that one, isn't it? I like that one. <laughs> right, if you think you... Sorry about that. He's wanting to hear the song again. If you want to hear, if you want to uh, go, tell us what the lyrics are that are missing. Let's have another listen. It's always tease, tease, tease. You're happy when I'm on my... Right over the good bit. Yeah. <laughs> but does Simon know what it is? How are you, Simon? Hello, hi, yeah, brilliant. Oh, that's, that's, that's one of my favourite songs, actually, and, um, yeah, I do know what it is. Oh, well, well just, you're very chirpy today. What's your secret? Everyone else is dead miserable because <laughs> yeah. the weather's been bad. What's going on with you, yeah, Simon? Yeah, no, I know, it's, it's a lovely, lovely old day, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at home now, I don't care. Well, what's the secret to your chirpiness, though? Is it a bowl of porridge and blueberries in the morning? What would you do? It might be your programme, actually. It could be your programme. It's not that. <laughs> it can't be that. We've heard it, mate. <laughs> we do it, mate. <laughs> Simon, what are the lyrics that uh, got horned over, if that was such a term? <laughs> yeah, well, knees. Say again, sir. Knees. Knees. <laughs> yeah. I thought he said something else for a second. Let's have a little listen. <laughs> it's always tease, tease, tease. You're happy when I'm on my knees. Yes. Simon, we are stamping your ticket for the Isle of Wight Festival this weekend. You've got a weekend camping pass. Oh, thank you. Brilliant. Excellent. Fantastic. There you I go. Can't believe it. Positive outlook brings you rewards. Yes. Lovely to speak to you, Simon. We'll see you on the island. Yes, brilliant. OK, yeah, we'll do. Yes, great. Excellent. Thank you. Don't forget, Absolute Radio is going to bring that festival to your front room this weekend. We've got loads of great stuff planned. Interviews, live sets, backstage, antics, that kind of thing. We're doing our hometime show from backstage of the Isle of Wight Festival on the Friday night. And what's more, a bit of a curveball, but uh, tail end of last week, you'll have heard John Giddings, the man behind, the kingpin behind yeah. the Isle of Wight Festival, phone up and surprise us here on Hometime and, and ask Richie and I if we'd like to do our 80s versus 90s live on the main stage on on Friday night. Yes, we are DJing on the main stage, 4.30, uh, there on the Isle of Wight Festival. I hear David Gretta's feeling rather threatened. Now, Absolute Radio has been nominated for an award uh, that uh, Bush and I are uh, heading along to tonight in the hope 
Best Beatles-themed competition <laughs> involving ferries? That'll be next year, that's, obviously. It's still a current competition, so we... Yeah. <laughs> that's on the tape, though, last one. Uh, yes. Uh, the, the Music Week Awards are on in London tonight, so Bush and I are heading out to it. I got a, uh, a message from my wife earlier on today uh, saying to me uh, that I should get some sellotape uh, and roll it up in a ball because my <laughs> shirt looks a little bit linty this morning. Little bit linty? She then goes on to say, you might get papped. I mean, for a couple of questions. Well, first of all, one point. I think she's got a very much higher opinion of our celebrity level than the reality. I think the only way we're getting papped is if we... I, I don't even want to say it. <laughs> let's, let's just worth that comment. Let's deal with the lint. Secondly, do you think I need to lint... Be honest and be frank. There's two of you in the studio, producer as well. Does this look overly linted? I, I reckon I'm going to be making a, a fist of sellotape a little bit later on. <laughs> I'm going to be going to work on you before we head to the awards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's brilliant. Absolute Radio up for Station of the Year. The Lovely Skin is up for Best Radio Station, uh, Best Radio Show of the Year uh, from Skunk and Nancy. Uh, but here's the thing, right? Even though it's brilliant going to an awards ceremony and we're looking forward to it, and we've all got our coats and that in those special bags that you have when you're going either in court or you're going to something fancy, uh, we're both a little bit scared of uh, the demon that's lurking in the background when you go out late at night and you don't normally do it and you've got young children. Uh, if, you've, if you've had a couple of beers in the evening, maybe you've drunk on top of not having your tea, the, the spectre that's in the background, the elephant that's in the room, is falling asleep on the train home. It really is, and it's it's a real and present danger. We are both, we're both in our early to mid-40s. Is that a nice caveat? Yeah, that's better on me than it is for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you, you're on one of those final trains home. If, you, if, you, if you've had a couple of sherbets, it's the rocking motion of the train, Bush. It's the rocking motion of the train. It's just nice to have a bit of peace, rest your legs. We've got yeah. quite a walk, quite hard to get back from Battersea to both, where we both live. Yeah. So we're just going to be honest with you, because this show is all about honesty we're very concerned that we're going to fall asleep independently on the train and end up God knows where. Where, where would you end up if you were to fall asleep tonight on the train? Hartford. Uh, but, but then the reality is, is that last train home then goes back into London. I've, I've, I, it's happened once before where uh, it, it, it terminates for about six minutes and then shoots back to Liverpool Street non-stop. Oh, my word. Richie Firth, Final Destination. I can see the movie right now. I mean, for me, I'd end up in Shoebury Ness. That sounds nice, sir. Well, I don't know. It's got like a... I remember last time I was in Shoebury Nest, loads of people tweeted me saying, watch out, there's loads of MOD-owned land around there and you'll get in trouble. Oh, right. So there's an element of, like, uh, the secret police thing going on. <laughs> I'll never forget getting a taxi about two or three years ago, late, a late taxi back, and the taxi driver said he was going to drop me off and head over to Shoebury Ness because he normally picks up loads of people who've fallen asleep on the train drunk there, and they make loads of money out of it because people wake up and think, where the hell am I? See, look, what could protect us is if you warn us, all right? Tell us the places that you have ended up at the end of a night, not on purpose. <laughs> where have you ended up? Let us know. Dave says, some years ago, getting the train from London to Barnstable, woke up about two in the morning in a first class carriage. Ooh. Sounds nice. It wasn't. Surrounded by beer cans, pitch black in the sidings outside Plymouth Station. <laughs> that is unbelievable. <laughs> Everyone calling in tonight is some fantastic stuff. We've got Robert on the line. Robert, mate, where did you end up? Um, well, I got on at Leicester Square and then two hours later woke up at Leicester Square. Hey, what, I did not left? Have it one out. I can only assume I'd gone to Heathrow Terminal 4 and back again. Brilliant. It's almost like you've kind of gone on holiday, but not quite. 
Yeah, I mean, had I, had I known, I would have packed for the occasion. Do you um, know the weird thing is, right? Like, have you ever like? I mean, I've never seen myself asleep. But I imagine I sleep pretty ugly, like <laughs> bad sleep. <laughs> do, do you worry about all the people who've sat opposite you, had photos taken with you, and all that kind of stuff? Well, I think this. So this is probably now going back about fifteen or sixteen years. Before so that before sort of selfies. Yeah, when you might have a slightly grainy Nokia, and it probably wouldn't be worth doing. Now, now I assume I probably would. Yeah, I would. I'd almost certainly go viral. <laughs> you t- you tell yourself that phone technology was so bad 15 years ago that nobody got a picture of you, Robert. You tell yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't seen one. <laughs> Cheers, fella. Take Thanks, care. Buddy. Some incredible stories coming into the show this evening. Neil says, on my 30th, I had a heavy night in Leeds, got the late bus back home and fell asleep, woke up in the early hours on the bus in the bus garage. <laughs> We're asking you, bearing in mind Richie and I are off to a uh, awards ceremony tonight and have to get home late on the train and worried about falling asleep. Where have you accidentally ended up? Right, this is going to be a good one. John, where were you? I fell asleep coming from Liverpool Street. I lived in Broxbourne at the time. Um, I've been out and I ended up waking up in Cambridge. Um, <laughs> at the time... Can you just say, though, just before you carry on there, John, what's yeah. what's that feeling like, waking up and realising you're in Cambridge, yeah. nowhere near where you're supposed to be? Um, very uncomfortable, especially when you've done it a number of times, whether it's <laughs> all were Stansted Airport. Repeated very offender, yeah. OK. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, you're Repeated in Cambridge. Offender. You're meant to be yeah. back home in Broxbourne. So what do you do next? What's the next step, John? Well, it was a it was a Thursday night, and I was planning on going to Norwich on the Friday, where my girlfriend at the time lived. And I thought, you know what? I'm in Cambridge now. I might as well try and make my way over to uh, Norwich, <laughs> which at the time involved going to Ely. So I got as far as Ely, and then realised that there was no more trains. And um, but what there was was, uh, and then the, the station was closing, and there was a 24-hour um, Tesco's opposite right. the station. And it was two weeks before Christmas, so I thought, I'll try and do some shopping. Um, <laughs> it didn't last that long. I've got a few presents, and then I said to the security guard, look, I've not got the money to go and get a hotel. Is there any way I can just put my head down in the cafeteria? Oh, my God. Um, put some chairs together, and uh, he went, yeah, off you go. So with a background of uh, Christmas music that the night staff were putting the stock out to. Uh, <laughs> I've got, got a couple of hours sleep until the uh, first train. You, you must have looked like the um, the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> yeah, there. yeah, I did look pretty civil, especially after a, a whole night out as well. So, yeah, it weren't, it weren't, my, it weren't my finest hour. John, you're um, a home-time so, legend. Yeah. Yes. No problem. <laughs> oh, okay. Neil says, I woke up under the piano of the Prince Albert pub in Twickenham nice. Green one morning. He doesn't give details as to where he was meant to be, but I'm pretty certain it wasn't meant to be that. What a, a decadent way to wake up. Uh, Matty Boy in Somerset says, Butch and Ricky, when I was a lad, went out to, what a great nightclub, Oscars 2000 on the Longleat Estate. He says, it was my 16th birthday, but according to their records, it was my 20th. I was gifted a free <laughs> bottle of champagne, drunk a lot of it, woke up in the alleyway behind my parents' house and had clearly been searching for the key, given up and fallen asleep. <laughs> the key was in the lock, and two days later, I received a bill for £500 plus for spraying my free bottle of champagne all over the mixing desk of the club. Happy days. Mike says, I overshot my station, ended up in Moorthorpe, drunk, last train, had to negotiate the dark country lanes home. The brightness of my phone, as I referred to the GPS, temporarily blinded me, leading me to stagger into the hedgerows. It was a terrible evening. Uh, Mark woke up in Maidenhead, uh, which he says is a lovely place to be and wouldn't have been a problem if he wasn't living in Slough at the time. That's a nightmare. We've got Joe on the line. You got some advice for us? Yeah, you pair of numpties. Just turn your bloody phones on to alarm... Yeah. For the time just before you get to your station. 
God, and you sound like you've done this before. You're like a bit of a seasoned veteran at this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit. <laughs> Especially on that Fenchurch Street line. <laughs> <laughs> she knows the one. <laughs> She's the one who ended up walking around those MOD places you were telling us about. Yeah, Shoebriness and all that kind of stuff. Have you ever accidentally got on the loop like I keep going on all the time, Joan? Oh, what, down around Tilbury? No, thanks. Oh, well, not even Joe's done that. <laughs> Brilliant. So the time is ticking down to our 24-hour jukebox in aid of the Teenage Cancer Trust. Uh, it's going to be an endurance effort. We're going to be playing all of your songs. That won't be an endurance unless you suggest that we would play Dis- uh, Disturbed Sound of Silence. <laughs> Let's not get into a fight about that now. Uh, thank you for all your support about this. Uh, we're going to raise a hell of a load of money for the Teenage Cancer Trust. We're thinking of other ways that we can raise more funds as we head towards the big day. And one idea that we've come up with is doing a limited edition print that I'm going to draw, featuring some of the artists that we play here on Absolute Radio, uh, that you guys can uh, buy online and be able to get a little print, a, a memento of what will be a historic day on this radio station. There's plenty of artists that we play here on Absolute Radio that you could choose to have represented on the print, obviously. Uh, but what would be good is if you could think of something that they're actually doing. Let's we'll go down the line of the, you know, the book I had out uh, about a year or so ago, Celebs at Home, which is famous person plus behind the scenes a general day-to-day job thing that uh, you know housework that you wouldn't normally see them doing match those two things together and I think we have a go on yes the key thing is that you wouldn't normally see them doing because uh, Paul has suggested Kim Wilde gardening now once Kim Wilde stopped having big hits uh, she did go into gardening Oh, so she's a bit of got green fingers anyway. Yes, that would not be an absurd thing to see her doing. Well, t- Terry is more down the route here on our Facebook page of the kind of thing we're after. Terry Spurs says, what about Paul Simon adding rinse aid to his dishwasher? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. There was another fellow, who's, I, I apologise because I can't find this actual message here, but I remember reading it yesterday. Uh, he wants Flavor Flay from Public Enemy getting the crumbs out of the bottom of the toaster. <laughs> A vital, vital role. And now, of course, Roger Daltrey has to be on this print somewhere. Alan makes a very good uh, point, what with our uh, raising the money for the Teenage Cancer Trust. Uh-huh. Uh, Alan says Roger Daltrey looking through his kitchen cupboards, deciding what he needs from the supermarket. Loving that, absolutely loving it. Uh, Jan says Keith Ridge is on the phone trying to get a discount on his car insurance. <laughs> Maybe he's going to have to switch company, because you know, if you're a new customer, it seems to be all the bonuses. And then Chris says Jarvis Cocker piercing the film lid several times on his microwave dinner. <laughs> Philip Hughes says, what about Alex Turner from the Arctic Monkeys topping up his gas? But he's having issues with the smart meter. <laughs> uh, Chad Kroger, worming the dog, says Steve. I'd absolutely love to see that. That deserves a print on its own. <laughs> I'd love to report to you at this point that Bush is back in a new pair of trousers, but he isn't. He's probably still in the closet somewhere. I've literally no idea what is going on with that man. 